Good morning. It's time for the WAOV Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. We're broadcasting from the Oak of Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOV Studio. Vincennes Mayor Joe Yoakum, our first guest this morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, well... No, no City Council no. Board of Works tonight. That's next week. No, right, right. That's next week. Okay, <clears throat> but plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk yes. about. First of all, let's start. Uh, what's going on around town with, uh, it seems like there's always a new development in uh, the road construction. Yes. I mean, everywhere. <clears throat> and this week is going to be no different. Okay. Oh, and, <laughs> and that's good. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, uh, let me, first of all, you won't do it, but I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to toot your horn. Okay, because you guys every Monday says we're going to give you a game plan. Download the app. Here it is. And that's what happens. Right. And that's what you do. Yes. And and that's just it. Uh, we put that information out on the mayor's Facebook page and uh, more importantly on the app. And I cannot stress enough to follow this construction. If you would get the app, there's a construction icon you click on and it will give every Monday we give an update. And then through the week, as changes are done, uh, we'll either do a push notification or do another update. Uh, this week, I'm going to guess you're going to get some push notifications mm -hmm. because of what's going on out there. Uh, I think starting Wednesday, um, they're going to start doing what's called a cement stabilization. And that's where they bring in cement powder and they turn that into the dirt and stuff for the base of the road. Uh, that makes it set up as a hard like concrete surface before we do asphalt they'll start that wednesday so uh my guess is because it will change traffic patterns probably a couple times through the week um, so you'll probably see a push notification wednesday and then when they do one lane and then when they switch the other lane they'll they'll do another push notification let you know what the traffic change is so um this week i look for uh, a few push notifications on okay. changes out there and it's uh, so it's important that if you get the app you'll get these notifications as soon as we send them out uh, so look for some uh, different travel mm -hmm. arrangements or whatever out in that area this week well I will say this I went up to uh, Kelso's Saturday yes. night and <clears throat> I was able to maneuver. Right. It's a little rocky. I mean, right. it's, 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 it's not great, but right. it's it, you can maneuver. Right, right. It's uh, And it's not smooth. No, yet. no, it's not. Yet. It's construction. But, but once the cement stabilization is done, then you'll we're closer to putting down some asphalt, and then you'll see them put in the uh, concrete curbs mm -hmm. and, and stuff along the, the side of the road and sidewalks. And so... Getting to this point is a good thing because once they start that, it's um, we're not far from asphalt. And it'll be like Main Street where they'll put down asphalt and it's not going to be the finished asphalt, so it isn't going to be perfectly smooth. And But instead of driving on the dirt and the gravel and stuff, you'll be driving on asphalt here in the next couple weeks. So I got to tell you, <laughs> I could have recorded our interview years ago on 2nd Street Yes. Played it back right now. Yes. It'd be the same thing we're talking yes. about. Yes, and the same thing with Main Street. It's, yeah. Yes. But I think, that, to me, I compare it more to Second Street. I, okay. I don't know why I yeah. do it. Just, I, I just, I, you know, Main Street, yes. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot 
Main Street was extensive. Right. All right. But I just compare this more to Second Street because uh, people having it's, to get right. off. Uh, you know. Right. Main Street was mainly a. Uh, really, when school was in session, is when it really had an effect on a lot of people. Right. So, right. Uh, where this is. Anybody that lives up in that area is affecting that. Now, somebody asked me, now, it didn't extend down farther for some other work being done. This isn't right. exactly what your project is. It's something else. Right. It's part of the next phase of this project, and that's AT&T, where you see them digging a three-foot-wide trench, eight-foot-deep mm -hmm. down Washington Avenue that will go all the way to Emerson, just past Washington School. Uh, that work will continue until for a few more weeks yet. But, uh, and I know it makes for rougher travel, but also restricted lane travel. Uh, but in the long run, when we start that next phase next year, that'll make it a lot easier and move a little bit quicker with AT&T out of the way. Okay. Like I said, it was just a little different. Now, right. I do want to say this. Uh, motorists be careful because these guys are out there. I mean, they're, yes. I mean, they're, right. you, you, when you pass them, I mean, you're right you're right. close to them and absolutely be careful yeah you've got to drive through cones for the at&t part in phase two so uh, yeah just be careful and be aware that those that they're working and trying to get that get that completed well the other thing mayor is um there there these workers are so understanding it's not right like, you know i mean they're it's, i mean they understand what we're going right. through they know that they're interrupting our travels <laughs> but in the long run and i know i keep saying i know it is a big hassle especially for the people that live in that area but when it's all said and done it'll be so much better uh for traveling and bike and walking and i know everything will be a lot better okay so, all right anyway that's just one project going right. on and stuff we have other things going on as well right um uh, we're still waiting to hear back on our ccmg that ought to be pretty soon on what uh projects or as paving projects will be done so uh, and then once you once once we get the awards then you'll see and most of our this application we just turned in that work won't be done till next year uh, because by the time we get the award and get it uh, we get the award and then we bid it out and stuff it'll be close to time for asphalt plants to close so right we, right so anyway so that'll be next year anyway okay <laughs> yeah now what is going on in St. Clair? Is there? Uh, they had a. Okay, uh, I got to tell you what I heard. Okay. 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 Somebody came up and said, "Did you know St. Clair is sinking?" I go, not sinking. I go, "What? <laughs> yeah, there's holes. It's you know, sinkholes yeah. all over the place in yeah. St. Clair." I go, "Wait yeah. a minute, time right. out." Right. I go, "I'll find out Monday." Right. It is. They had a. Uh, I want to say it was a storm sewer break there a few months ago mm -hmm. when they had the big sinkhole and had to dig it out and repair there was it. a sinkhole though right there was and okay. it was because of a storm sewer failure that okay. and then when you get rain like we had back it causes the ground to wash out underneath and anyway so they came and fixed that but then with that it will continue to settle until it's settled and then we just come back and keep uh putting a repair on mm -hmm. until uh it's finally settled. When you dig out all the dirt and then you put it back in, you're not going to get it packed in like it was. It takes time for that to settle and, and pack in. And mm -hmm. so, uh, and that, that's the utilities, and they'll keep coming back and correcting that until it's until the settling is done. Okay. So 
Yeah, the road is not sinking. Okay. It is not. I, just, I heard that. No. <laughs> so, no, no. I, I, but there is work being done right. on there. Right. Obvious. Right. But it's just. Uh, and hopefully, May, this is you know, the last that it will be settling. So, uh, mm-hmm. anyway. And, it, and that's just like all these street cuts you see with the gas company. The reason they're not finished to the top is because they're going to continue to settle and they give it time to settle. And then we also want asphalt as the final layer. So, uh, and then with their small cuts, it takes a while to get so many before <laughs> they can get, make it feasible to bring in asphalt and fix them. So, I just uh, pass along what I hear. Yes. They think I have a, the, I, I would the, know. They go, you talk to the mayor. What about, right. I go, I don't know. Good thing about the uh, main of the gas line uh, work that you see is most of that is bored. Mm-hmm. So they are not digging up the road or the, between the sidewalk and the curb, so there's really not any settling that goes on. The only place you see this is where they have to make a uh, put a valve or a connection is where they dig out and make a hole. Or uh, so that's why you don't see it completely dug up like you're seeing AT&T do on uh, Washington Avenue. Right. And just like that, them doing their work now will help all that because you know they'll have a year to settle and and stuff. So okay. Just want to make sure that... Yeah, it's not sinking, I promise. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, but you know what? Let's go back. This is a few years ago when the highway was taking that road. Would this have been their responsibility? Um, when it was highway? Yes and no, because it was a utility issue. Okay, all right. It was our sewer line, our storm sewer that runs under the road. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they would have been involved. Right. But, well, I'm just curious. I mean, yeah. that was that was the big question. Who who's responsible for right. snow removal and right now? But city right. city pretty much is now. Right. 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 And then up up to the road. Right. All the way up to from sixth at the stoplight, sixth and we all the way to St. Clair up St. Clair all the way to uh, Kimmel Road. Oh, just past Kimmel Road. Okay. As all not Rich Bauer though. Not Rich Bauer. What is no, it? No. That's, no. Uh, beer house beer house uh, so we have all the way up to there that's uh <clears throat> and that used to be all state highway mm-hmm. uh, but now it's city road and we maintain it and other than the bridge over 41 uh okay that's still state highway all right let's take a break we'll have more with the mayor after this and waov Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV. Vincent's Mary Joe Yoakum, our guest this segment as uh, things going on. You know what? I was looking at the uh, calendar you know, homecoming's just a couple of weeks away. Yes, it is. I mean, it's early, early. I mean, yes. I mean, what, what makes it so challenging is we get the uh, Labor Day holiday, and it's and the it's, following Friday. Yes. I mean, yes. so that means things happen quick. Absolutely. A yeah. lot of people coming back to town for mm-hmm. celebrations. and uh, Right. So, yeah. It's, what, about a month early? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, the reason I brought it up is because of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, rooms will fill up fast. Yes. And, I mean, businesses, you know, will be ready to right. go. But having that uh, holiday right beforehand, right. too, another challenge. But uh, the good news is, though, I mean, the exception of the, a lot of the 
you know, road construction, right. I think things look pretty good. Oh, I do too. I do too. Uh, and I know that the uh, committee is uh, moving forward and ready for the uh, things down at the pavilion and getting things ready for, you know, I think maybe food trucks and different things down there, all the classes with their uh, reunions. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Are the food trucks going to go on Labor Day? Don't think so. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to Brian to see if they're doing Labor Day. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. And ask him on uh, that one. I, of course, we've got a couple weeks for that. So, uh, a couple weeks is yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Mayor, I mean, Labor Day, the city offices will be closed. So. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, we are that close to homecoming because yes. I'm getting all these requests from, about right. homecoming to come on the show. Like, right. oh my goodness, it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. It's uh, when you get to our age, to be our age, it just kind of happens quickly. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we want things to slow down, right. not speed up. And then it's right after that, it's going to be autumn on Maine. Maine, yes. I mean, oh, it's, my goodness. Everything's coming up. It is. It's quick. It is. All right. But it's exciting. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. What else? Okay, budget. Have you started yep. working on that? Yes, working on the budgets with all department heads, and we'll have it. I'm hoping to have it completed to the council for the 31st uh, for their review and approval. Um, things we're looking at is uh, raises. We're looking at 6% for employees, but we know we have to do something for police and fire. Uh, we are losing police and fire it seems like every time you turn around somebody's going moving on or retiring or and what you've got to realize is every time we hire a police or firefighter it's upwards of ten thousand dollars just to get them hired mm -hmm. uh, and with police once you get them hired then they've got to go away for a, the academy for 16 weeks so it's for a police officer it's close to a year before they are able to work on their own mm -hmm. uh, so We've got to stop, so if we can't help stop losing our officers and firefighters to other departments. Uh, you look around the state, and the state just came up with a $20,000 raise for state police. That affected every city and town in the state uh, when you're competing with salaries like that. So, mm -hmm. so we've got to step up and do our part and make sure that uh, even though we've given raises since I've been mayor, there hasn't been a year that you didn't get a raise. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still, we're going to have to do a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we stop losing the police and fire. Right. What about some uh, large items that really that you, you know you're going to need? <clears throat> right. Um, I mean, trucks of any type? Yeah, and that, we do all that in a capital plan. Most of the equipment is done in a capital plan, and it's planned out over a five-year, and then every year we update that, add another year to the end. And You don't uh, have to bond it, right? Well, a lot of the equipment is bonded. Like, okay. uh, fire department is a five-year bond. That's how we buy the new mm -hmm. fire trucks and fire gear and whatever their needs are. Uh, the rest of the departments fall under a three-year bond where we buy the police cars, uh, equipment for the street department, animal shelter, everybody else falls under the three-year. So, and that's done, again, like I said, a capital plan is a five-year plan. That we go out at five years. Every year we update it uh, to try to make sure that we keep our equipment uh, where it needs to be. Okay. So, and then another item that we've got to look at for uh, next year is the clips. 
uh, we've got to make sure that we've got money built into the budget for uh, added expense that we're going to have next year for you know we're going to have a lot of overtime um, if you know if, if they're saying that we need to uh, look at possibly a hundred thousand people being in Vincennes for the eclipse okay now this is this is why it's so bad if you're going to do all this overtime and it's going to come right. out of your budget right okay it's like oh my gosh but uh, the businesses are going to make money. Everybody right. else is going to make right. money. Right, everybody. Yeah, it's going to be good for the community. Yes. Right, but but for your office and stuff, right. you guys take a big hit, though. I mean, it's. I mean, okay, like we talked about this before. Porta potties or right. horrible bathrooms, right. you want to call them. Right. How many do you need? They, down in Kentucky, they said they had. I want to say about 150. Right. So, and we're looking at hopefully attracting people from Friday through that Monday. Uh, we're hoping that it's a four-day event that mm -hmm. attracts people here and they get to visit all the historic sites and and dine and uh, shop local. So mm. on but, the city's end, yeah, it is, our part is, if we have that many people here, uh, our emergency services have to be prepared and we have to make some adjustments in traffic patterns and, and different things for that weekend. So, But be assured that all that planning is happening now. Oh, okay. On on that same line, you know, we hope they would do this, but in reality, a lot of them will come on Sunday and stay Probably. Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, but we're hoping they come earlier. That's why we've got Sarah Wolf that's out there advertising this and pushing this out, getting because the crowd you they say you get for an eclipse is not a big partying crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, we're hoping that they are people that will want to come and visit the community and and visit the sites and Sarah's doing a great job making sure that information is out there mm -hmm. to try to attract these people to Vincent's mm -hmm. okay so all right well it's just like I said it's a case where we don't I mean right. we have no idea how big it's going to be absolutely and you I mean pray that the sun's shining that day that it's not raining or <laughs> I mean, that could but regardless we have to be prepared mm -hmm. uh, for that event. So, uh, right. And we're looking for if you if if you go to uh, uh, the dark side of the Wabash mm -hmm. website, um, you can even go to our app. It's on the app where if you're wanting to uh, rent out your space for uh, campers or whatever, uh, you can go there and and register. And uh, we've got people that have registered for viewing sites and stuff that's mm -hmm. almost full already mm -hmm. so if you have a farm field or something you're thinking that you can use to put uh motor homes and stuff in and make a few extra dollars uh i encourage you to go to that dark side of the web dark side of the wabash website and and get your information on there and get with sarah and uh so i got a perfect view on my deck at home with my two dogs <laughs> Right. And I'm going to make sure if it gets too bad, I'm going to stick them in now. Right. Right. But I mean, no, that's going to be my right. my view. Right, <laughs> I'm not, right. I'm not going to bite the crowds, but, Absolutely. but I'm going to enjoy it. But, yeah. but you know what? This is exciting. And that it really is exciting. Right. And if that many people, or even half that many people show up, that's going to be tremendous for Vincent's, for all our businesses. Mm. Uh, you know, we're looking at putting, uh, encouraging nonprofits to set up food booths in the pavilion to sell food because if there's that many people in Vincennes, the restaurants won't be able to feed them. Mm -hmm. But uh, but this will be an opportunity for a lot of nonprofits to make a, some extra money for their their groups. So. Yeah, 
And you think you're just hearing about the eclipse now? Wait till the first of the year. Absolutely. We're not going to say right. We're not going to be able to do a segment without the eclipse. Exactly. exactly. So <laughs> might as well once in a lifetime. Let's right, do it. Right. So, right. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be fun, and you can just pray for sunshine <laughs> that day. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, so. I, I want to see the darkness. I do. Right. I want to see how dark it gets. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, so we, the budget is still being, yes. you know. Right. Uh, for the most part, it's pretty much done, but mm -hmm. uh, just making a few tweaks. Uh, Let me ask you about financially the pool, okay? Right. All right. We mentioned you had great crowds this year. Right. And really great crowds. Right. But did you have very many uh, problems as far as mechanics are concerned? Um, we're starting to have a few issues with our filtering system. Um, so we'll look at upgrading, updating that that system, hopefully next year, uh, which because of the problems it created, Chris and JR had to work a lot more hours making mm -hmm. sure that the pool was filtered properly and, and everything. So, uh, but other than that, I think everything went great. We're still working on uh, final numbers for the concession stand and stuff that uh, uh, the money that was brought in. So, okay. But all in all, it was a, a great year for the pool. And Chris and Jr. and Paula and everybody out there, all our all our lifeguards, the high school kids that step up and do that, did an amazing job. All right, Mayor, appreciate you coming in. I will see you next week. Okay, thanks. All right, stay tuned. More in the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington, broadcasting from the Oak of Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOV Studio. Nash Dunn, our guest, and uh, well, first of all, I want to say this, congratulations on KCARC Nash. I well, mean, thank I, mean, you. I, mean yeah, I really appreciate I mean, that. Been, I'm blessed to serve okay, there. Okay, we haven't had a chance since uh, you got that position. And, thank okay. you. Well, Thank now you, now you got to put another hat on, but what kind of hat do you wear? Well, so let's see. This morning I'm wearing my Goren Brothers Panama hat. Okay, uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk music. Yes, sir. Okay. First City Music Festival. Okay, and that's coming up when? Uh, so uh, September 28th through October 1st, uh, back on the French Commons, uh, okay. right down and here in sunny Vincent. Okay. Do you feel like now that that, that COVID is really in the back when back door and we could really really start focusing in on this yeah i really think so um and you know like um really kind of looking at a national level um you know i was reading an article just last week that was talking about the importance of the music industry and helping prop up the um the economy right now and they were just talking specifically about uh, much larger artists of course like the weekend and taylor swift and some of the huge things that they have going on uh, but essentially the article was focusing on um 
um, with the economic issues that are going on in America, um, a lot of people are focusing on um, smaller vacations, and that being festivals and concerts, uh, for sure. And so uh, we're seeing a lot of people really get engaged um, in the concert and festival scene, and really, we're really excited to uh, be building something here in Vincent's for it. You know, I don't care. I mean, I don't care if you don't like Taylor Swift or not, whether you like her music or not. Whether I mean, she has just become a phenomenon, and yeah. she's doing it because she's going to the people. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just four hours of pure energy, and yep. this is you know, you may not like me talk about me, fine, but sure. But the ones who are out here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that that whole attitude does trickle down yes sir i mean yeah. you're right and you know you know now all these groups see her performer saying like sure we got it we got to step up our game yeah you know yeah. we got to get that energy yeah definitely i think it pushes the field um as far as um yeah the entertainment field is concerned um and then yeah really to see the kind of movement in our society um um, to be moving more towards, I mean, I don't know if you want to call them staycations, but just smaller vacations like that uh, for families and good enjoyable events to make, um, you know, lifetimes worth of memories. Um, you know, that's really cool. And it's, um, I think it's great for us. Um, we're in a good place strategically, you know, having started five years ago now. Has it been five some, years? It's been five years oh now. My. Yeah. This oh, my. This will be our fourth event because, of course, you know, 2020 kind of took it out of us. But, no. I mean, really, I feel like um, strategically it's got us in a good place. We've got wind in our sails. Um, we're not building, you know, the first year trying to ride this wave. We're already a part of it. Um, and so, really, you know, we saw great growth in the um, event last year. I mean, last year on the grounds, we ran out of spaces that we had planned for camping. Um, and so like Friday night, we got a phone call that said, hey, you know, of course we have more space on the grounds, but we haven't marked off anything for camping. We have more people here than we had planned for, which is fantastic. Um, and the cool thing about First City um, for Vincennes and Knox County area um, is uh, predominantly our attendees are coming from out of town. Um, I mean, we've had two weddings on the grounds now um, at our event last year. Uh, what? Yeah, last year we had um, a couple who have uh, uh, been the past couple years of First City, and they're from about 10 hours north up in Wisconsin. They brought 28 family members down from Wisconsin to Vincennes um, to have their wedding. We had um, a couple um, in 2021 that um, had come the very first year. Um, it was like their first date, apparently. Asked to get married in 2020. Of course, we had to cancel. We assumed that they uh, would have just gotten married. They postponed their wedding just to come have it at First City Music Festival uh, because the event, the town, French Commons, meant so, meant, meant so much to them and their relationship. Um, so again, I really think, um, really strategically, First City's in a really good spot. Our community's in a really good spot in that we're not just starting to build to ride this wave. We've already got our surfboard going. We know how to surf. Um, and, and hopefully we can, you know, kind of ride this wave, this economic wave that's happening and, um, you know, have a good financial impact here in Knox County. Who needs Woodstock? Who needs Bonnaroo? <laughs> That's we, have, right. we have this, right? That's right. That's right. And you certainly don't have to fight the crowds at First City. Oh, uh, my. Yeah, it's a much smaller event. Um, and, and for families, I think that's really important. I know myself, um, you know, I have a, a five and a four-year-old. Um, and um, uh, the feel on the grounds at a smaller uh, festival like that uh, really just allows, you know, uh, families to take time and, you know, for instance, I can be out on the grounds and at the French Commons, I can pretty much see my kids from everywhere, wherever I'm standing. I can certainly hear the music from wherever I am, whether I'm with my children or not. 
And because it's such a small event, there's so many kids, there's so many young families there, and everybody is engaging all weekend. You get to meet new people, make new friends. Uh, I mean, I could tell you a lot of the families that we've met at First City that come year after year now that aren't from around here, we now travel with and go to mm -hmm. other festivals with right. all across the country, and they become really good friends. And it's because of the family feel of First City Music Festival okay. and, and, and what Knox County is able to offer. Okay, let's talk about what we have booked so far. Sure. So yeah, at First City this year, uh, we have no less than 25 bands going this year. He said 25, <clears throat> yeah. and he said going. Yeah. Yeah, there's a key right there. Yeah, we're excited. Um, yeah, I think we have no less uh, yeah, than 25 bands on our list this year. Uh, we're running two stages this year. Mm -hmm. um, so music will start at, um, I think it's 6 p.m. on Thursday, September 28th. Um, and then music goes till about uh, midnight, 1 a.m. each night. That'd be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Friday and Saturday, our bands start at noon, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, noon um, on those three days, um, and go all day long. And so in between the um, sets on the main stage, uh, we have a smaller side stage that's right there next to the main stage, so nobody has to move too far or anything to see the bands. And then we, um, we're really utilizing that side stage to help showcase um, local and regional artists um, and give them an opportunity um, to share a bill with uh, larger names and, um, you know, kind of build their... Um, 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 circle of friends uh, within the music community um, and of course you know get their name out there a little more um, so yeah we're really excited you know we've had um, again lots of uh, local and regional artists help us with the side stage um, and and again we're just excited we've got some really big acts coming this year um, our, our headliners this year are uh, the Sam Grisman Project. Sam Grisman's the uh, son of David Grisman, who is a uh, Bluegrass Hall mm -hmm. of Famer, uh, was in multiple bands with Jerry Garcia, um, and, and really just a um, very influential mandolinist um, in the bluegrass scene. So his son is coming down um, to play for us. And then uh, we also have uh, Bill Nursey and Jason Hahn. They are the, uh, Bill Nursey's the lead singer and guitar player from String Cheese Incident, a really big jam band. It's been around for decades now. Um, and so again, we're really excited to give, uh, you know, local and regional artists um, an opportunity to meet these guys, meet their crews, share a bill with them, um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, hey, we'll have entertainment going from Thursday through Sunday, uh, full bore for the community for sure. Hope everybody comes out and joins us. Okay. Now you mentioned it, the community, because this really does impact what we, what's going on here. 100%. Yeah. Um, man, I can tell you. Um, yeah, the, uh, especially we'll say from the businesses that are down there on Willow Street, we were, I mean, we get phone calls every year. Uh, last year, uh, what is it? The um, marathon or whatever it is, Cash and Dash down there right by the uh, uh, French Commons. They called us last year just to ask, what should we prepare for and buy? Because you guys bought us out last year out of all this weird stuff like bread and milk and organic cigarettes. And we don't know who this crowd is that's coming, but what should we buy specifically for them? Uh, because there is a financial impact within mm -hmm. our community, which is amazing to see. Of course, the hotels see that as well. Um, and, and, you know, um, Again, for our community, um, you know, we sell day passes as well as weekend passes for the festival. Um, and, and really, um, you know, we have lots of volunteer opportunities, lots and lots of volunteer opportunities. So if you volunteer for a three-hour shift, you get, in, you get a day pass. Um, if you volunteer for a six-hour shift over the weekend, which could be two, three-hour shifts, um, then you get a full weekend pass. Um, kids 12 and under are free. Um, and so again, we have a lot of, lot of locals that take advantage um, of the volunteer. Um, um, uh, potentials there uh, so they can get free tickets and then again bring their family out and enjoy the whole weekend 
Let me ask this, Nash. When you started this five years ago or whatever, why did you zero in on bluegrass, that type of music? Yeah. Um, well, selfishly, Ed, I really like bluegrass music. Okay, I, I really like so, newgrass. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. And, and genuinely, um, uh, you the know, conversation let, started let at something. another bluegrass event. First, first, one of the first people I ever met in radio was Allison Krauss. Oh, whoa, that's quite the name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and I didn't know much about bluegrass. Sure. Okay, I learned about it after meeting her. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying that that's what, uh, you know, it, it, it's a very, you have to learn this music. There's no doubt. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, and, and uh, seriously, selfishly, I mean, really, me and my friends that came up with the concept, we were at another uh, Jamgrass Bluegrass Festival just up in Bean Blossom, close to Bloomington, uh, whenever we came up with the concept to do this here in Vincent's. Uh, but really, we another large reason that we went with the Jamgrass and Bluegrass scene is because of the family feel that it has. Yes. Um, you know, bluegrass music being a part of roots and folk music, obviously it is um, created just by, um, you know, generations of passing down stories and music. Um, and that is a family affair. It just is. It's all about sharing it and passing mm-hmm. it down from one generation to the next. Um, that creates a family feel. I'm, I'm in the bluegrass community. Um, again, frankly, you have... Um, uh, well, you have your, say, passive bluegrass fans like me, uh, but the hardcore people, you know, you pretty much have country folk and you have hippies, and both of them are very earth-friendly, earth-conscious people um, and, and <laughs> seem to be very family-oriented as well. And so one of the things that's amazed me about the crowd that comes to this um, is every morning on those grounds, um, you get up early enough, and our vendors and our attendees are out there cleaning up the grounds. And these aren't people who leave their beer cans down on the ground or anything like that, but they're picking up everything from cups to cigarette butts to uh, gum wrappers, you name it, because it's their event. It's their event. One hundred percent, and 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 it's because genuinely they they you know they want to leave a soft footprint wherever they go. They want to make sure that our community uh, feels the blessing that First City Music Festival can be, um, and and uh, and really that you know that they walk lightly with the earth and uh, are able to continue to spread the. Uh, uh, the good feelings that bluegrass music helps spread. Right, sure. right. Well, also the other thing is, uh, it is so universal. It is. I, I mean, yeah. it is. It is really universal, and I've grown to enjoy it. Sure. I mean, you know, but I didn't realize. Then you start crossing over more toward uh, this and into like religious music. I mean, sure. it's just there's a natural yeah. transition. Yeah. I mean, the you gospel. Got, yeah, gospel. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's it's a safe format. It's a family format. It yeah. makes a lot of sense, and I think. You know, I think it's also more than anything, Nash. It's a loyal format. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. You mentioned Jerry Garcia. There was, yeah. was there was there ever a more loyal following than I him? don't think so. And they're okay. still going strong. Right. That's right. right. So I mean, that's why from a marketing standpoint sure. and for attendance. Yeah, you, you hit it right there. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Um, and again, you know, um, obviously, uh, bluegrass and roots music is something that's really important uh, to this area. I mean, uh, you know, bluegrass, obviously, it's called bluegrass. So um, people tend to think of Kentucky. But the reality is that the Bill Monroe Campground um, is in Bean Blossom, Indiana, and hosts the longest running bluegrass festival in North America. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's right here in Indiana, an hour away. Roots music is a part of our culture here. It truly, truly is. And, you know, Evan Twitty was a prime example of that. A young kid uh, from this area who was really making a name for himself um, in that traditional music scene. Um, and so, you know, again, one of the things that we like to do at First City is continue to. Um, 
carry on his name and the efforts as he, that he was making uh, through the Evan Twitty Music and Art Scholarship. So this, this year, um, we were able to give out two scholarships to local students here um, who are attending um, Indiana universities to study um, either music or arts, um, and we did that in Evan's name. And again, that's just all about that community feel that uh, Roots Music is able to help bring, for sure. Is it easy to get repeat performers? Like, I mean, did yeah. you say like, like, I know you said 25. How many of them were, have been here before? Um, so we have, uh, there. I'll tell you, there are four or five bands um, that we've had every year, honestly, even before First City started. Because really it started as a private party out of my friend Jeff's house every fall. Um, and bands like New Old Cavalry that's on our list every year, Hammer and the Hatchet, um, Cody Williams, um, he's a local guy from Monroe. Um, and Newell Cavalry and Hammer and the Hatchet, they're from Bloomington. Um, these are bands that have played every single year, even before it was called First City Music Festival, and we'll continue to have them. Um, mm-hmm. Again, they're regional acts. We want to make sure that they have the opportunity. They helped us build it, um, really, from Jeff's garage all mm-hmm. the way to what we're doing now. Um, and, and at the end of the day, they're really kind people, and they're our friends, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the um, um, Another cat that we have coming... Uh, that we had up on stage uh, for the past three years now. His name is Nolan Strupek. Mr. Nolan, I think, is um, 11 years old now. Um, (laughs) He played on our side stage last year. He played um, um, kind of an impromptu um, in-between set on our main stage the year before that. And um, Nolan's a really well-known kid. His family's from here in Indiana. Um, They're really well-known in the bluegrass scene. Uh, because Nolan, um, he's a violin player, a banjo player, and a mandolin player as well. And he studied with, I mean, you name it from the Bluegrass Hall of Fame. He studied with a lot of the greats. Um, and so Nolan, um, again, was a kid that we kind of picked up. We're friends with him, for sure, um, and his wonderful family. Um, but again, we feel like it's really important to give um, the youth like that um, an opportunity, an opportunity to get to uh, meet some larger artists, to get to get on stage and practice their skill sets um, so that we can continue to this wonderful tradition of Roots Music. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's exciting. It is exciting. Yes, sir. What you, what do you, you, you sound it. You sound <laughs> it, you know. Yeah. The other thing is more, more than anything, I think, is it's a, it's a thing, it's a, an event that you really don't have to change much, do you? you no, can just, sir. I mean, I mean, it's it's great to have a blueprint. You know, I talked to, mm-hmm. you know, Jamie Neal, the Watermelon Festival. Sure. Don't have to change much. Nope. You know, and that means it's successful. Yeah. That's what you guys are doing too, isn't yes, it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course, there's always opportunity for improvement. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean... Boy, we've been working on those grounds the past five years um, oh. like crazy through our partnership with Spirit of Incense and all the wonderful people in that nonprofit. Um, anything from building the stage, we're getting ready to replace the water um, out there uh, before this event. And when we got that going this week and next. Um, and so we're going to continue to invest right back into our community where the money needs to, money needs to go. And, um, and again, hopefully just help uh, to try to create the type of community that our kids want to stay in, grow up in, and, um, and work in. Are tickets available right now? Tickets are available. You can go to firstcitymusicfestival.com to check out tickets or find us on Facebook at First City Music Festival. Do you, um, for somebody, this is the first time that they've ever come to this event. Mm-hmm. What do you hope they get out of it? Oh, man. Um, well, one, I hope you get hooked on bluegrass music and uh, come back and join us for sure. Uh, but, um, uh, if you're local, one of the things that we really hope that you take from it um, is just um, uh, really all of the potential that our community has. Um, it's so easy uh, for people to sit back, and certainly I know growing up here, um, 
you know, it, it's just very easy to kind of get stuck in that uh, behavior of um, sitting around and talking about the things that aren't happening that should be uh, happening yeah, and all that kind of stuff, yeah, right? And yeah. the reality is it takes every one of us. You don't have to be somebody who um, throws an event or creates a nonprofit to do all this stuff, but you need to show up. You need to show up because um, these are the types of events that need your um that need your support at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. We need them so that our community can continue to have them, whether it's First City Music Festival or the Latina Fest or Pride Fest. I mean, we have so many great things going on in this community. And um, so for the locals that come that have never come before, we really hope that that's an impact that we're able to leave with them is just all the potential that really exists here in our community. We have such a wonderfully beautiful historic community. There's so many things to highlight. We have gorgeous weather here um, and frankly, um, some of the greatest people on earth. We have sweet tea and manners. I don't know what else people are looking for, you know? <laughs> uh, so we hope that that's what the locals take. And then, of course, you know, we're really trying to make um, uh, Vincennes a destination for all these other um, festival goers that travel all around the country all year long to do things like this. And uh, what we'd like to do is get Vincennes and Knox County on the map as a place that people want to go to regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, um, you know, I could talk to... I don't know how many first city attendees that take advantage every year of um, slow time on the grounds during the festival, whether that's the mornings or whatever, where they're out perusing our town. They're riding bikes. They're checking out the memorial. They're um, going over to the military museum. They're supporting our local businesses and our community. Um, and that's really, really important. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we hope that, the, again, that the locals realize the potential um, and that um, – Everybody who comes from out of town um, is able to see what a wonderful community Vincennes is. All righty. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you before it happens. Sounds good. Thank you, Ed. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.